Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Since 1965, the number of black elected officials has exploded. Between 1970 and 2012, it grew from fewer than 1,500 to more than 10,000. And oh yes, a black man was elected president, twice. Conventional wisdom would suggest that all these political gains would lead to economic gains, but that has not proven to be the case. In fact, during an era of growing black political influence, Blacks as a group progressed at a slower rate than whites, and the black poor actually lost ground. Why was the conventional wisdom wrong? Because it was based on the incorrect assumption that politics was the pathway to black progress. Only black politicians, so the thinking went, could properly understand and address the challenges facing black Americans. It wasn't stable families, hard work, or education that would lift blacks into the middle class. It was more black city councilmen, congressmen, and senators. But the evidence, even according to liberal social scientists like Gary Orfield, indicates that there may be little relationship between the success of black leaders and the opportunities of typical black families. So while black politicians from Tom Bradley and Marion Barry to Maxine Waters and John Conyers achieved considerable personal success, their constituents did not. Yet this calculus, political success as a prerequisite to a better life, remains progressive orthodoxy today. When Michael Brown was shot dead after assaulting a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014, much was made over the racial composition of the police department and city leaders. But if black representation among law enforcement and city officials is so critically important How do you explain the rioting in Baltimore the following year, after a black suspect there died in police custody? At the time, 40% of Baltimore's police officers were black. The Baltimore police commissioner was also black, along with the mayor and a majority of the city council. What can be said of Baltimore is also true of Cleveland, Detroit, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Washington, D.C., where black mayors and police chiefs and city councilmen and school superintendents have been in office for decades. But to what end? As I document in my book, False Black Power, when blacks had little political power, they nevertheless made significant economic progress. In the 1940s and 50s, black labor participation rates exceeded those of whites. Black incomes grew much faster than white incomes and the black poverty rate fell by 40 percentage points. Between 1940 and 1970, that is, during the Jim Crow era, with its racist laws, and before any affirmative action, the number of blacks in middle-class professions quadrupled. In other words, racial gaps were steadily narrowing without any special treatment for blacks. And then came the war on poverty in the mid-60s. This was supposed to close the gap once and for all, Yet despite billions of dollars of government assistance in the form of welfare payments, housing projects, and enforced hiring programs like affirmative action, black poverty rates remained unchanged relative to white poverty rates. 
In fact, a strong case can be made that to the extent that a social program, however well-meaning, interferes with a group's self-development, it does more harm than good. Government policies that discourage marriage and undermine the work ethic, open-ended welfare benefits, for example, help keep poor people poor. No wonder, then, that more black politicians bringing home more government aid has done so little to improve rates of black employment, home ownership, and academic achievement. As economist Thomas Sowell explains, the relationship between political success and economic success has been more nearly inverse than direct. The history of Germans, Jews, and Italians in America supports Sowell's observation. Each of these groups made significant economic gains before ever attaining significant political power. Asians are the most recent example. How many prominent Asian politicians can you name? On the other hand, the Irish, whose rise from poverty in the 19th century was especially slow, were very politically successful. Irish-run political organizations in places like Boston and Philadelphia dominated local government. In the U.S., the Irish had more political success than any other ethnic minority group. Yet the Irish were, according to Seoul, the slowest rising of all European immigrants to America. The black experience in America is, of course, different from the experience of the Irish or any other ethnic minority. But that doesn't undermine the obvious conclusion. Human capital is far more important than political capital. And the formula for prosperity is the same across the human spectrum. Traditional values such as marriage, stable families, education and hard work are immeasurably more important than the color of your congressman or senator or police chief or president. I'm Jason Riley of the Manhattan Institute for Prager University. Thank you for watching this video. To help keep Peace, peace, peace. Y'all know I couldn't come up in here without playing that Malcolm, man. Talking about how you've been hoodwinked, you've been bamboozled, most definitely, most definitely indeed. Hey, welcome in one more time to Culture Freedom Radio Network, most definitely up in this house again, coming in here on this magnificent Thursday night. Oh, yes, indeed. This is June the 18th, 2020, and tomorrow, oh, yes, indeed, it will be June indeed man of 2020 june 10th man y'all june 19th oh y'all know the history i ain't gotta go into it y'all already know the history yeah most definitely so hey that's why we are on tonight man because we will be observing juneteenth tomorrow so we will not be on the air tomorrow that's why we came in tonight on this thursday night man most definitely in this house here tonight topic of conversation is what we have right here to type it the topic of the show is yeah, the news and current events with Brother Eric and Brother Sunray Nine. Most definitely, we are y'all gracious hosts right here for Culture Freedom Radio Network. Most definitely in this house, man. Uh, delighted always to be in the house with y'all, man. If y'all catch the show live or you catch it in the archive, however you catch it, we greatly appreciate you catching the show. And also, family, if you can, do your brother some favors and share the show if you find it something that was informational for you and you like something we said, it was something thought-provoking that you think somebody else might need to hear, hey, do your brothers a favor, and we'll pay you back 
whenever we see you. I don't know how we're going to do it, but hey, just share the show through all the various social media outlets if you can. And if I got to make one statement again, uh, those of y'all listening to the shows on various podcast apps, um, right now, the TuneIn, um, yeah, TuneIn radio app is not up to date. I know some of y'all have been trying to catch the shows that we do over here. You've been trying to catch it on archives on TuneIn. So right now I had to, uh, I went and I submitted the update uh, maybe over a week or so ago. And they finally got back to me yesterday. And it was something about the artwork that didn't fit. So the show wasn't up. It hadn't been updated over there on TuneIn. So um, just give me, I had to submit that over to them again, probably tonight or to maybe tomorrow. So it's going to still take a couple of days for the TuneIn radio app to kick back in and get those up-to-date shows. But other than that, you can still catch the shows right there. If you're Apple users, man, and you can go into the Apple Podcast Store and you can follow the show, Coach Your Freedom Radio Network, right there in the Apple Podcast Store. You can catch us right there on iHeartRadio. We most definitely in the house right there on iHeartRadio, Spotify. My Spotify listeners out there, I appreciate y'all for listening in. Oh, man, Greg, I do appreciate you in the Apple's, uh, what's that? We're in the Android Market Store. Oh, man, Coach Your Freedom Radio Network, we just all over the place. We have to be because our people are all over the place as well. All, uh, so one more thing here. Uh, you can also follow us right there on the uh, social media outlets such as uh, Facebook, at Coach of Freedom Radio Network right there on Facebook. Go over there and hit the like button as well. And you can also follow us right there on Twitter. Y'all know I've been saying this for years, which I call it the little Tweety Bird site. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Go ahead and follow us right there on Twitter at Coach of Freedom 9. Most definitely up in this house. Slow it down, Sunray, before you get a damn ticket. Uh, you don't want to be dealing with the police, Mr. Sunray. You don't want to be dealing with the police. Oh, yeah. So we got some things to talk about tonight. That as well, dealing with the police, and uh, and I most definitely want to get into a recent uh, situation that happened with some teenagers. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah, some more pandemonium. Ain't it always some pandemonium? Oh, uh, yeah, but we're going to get into this right here tonight. Like I said, I'm going to bring my brother, Brother Eric, in here. We're going to get it on like Soul Train. We're going to get it on like Soul Train. And I got to throw one thing out for bring Eric in the house. Brother Justice, I need you to get ready to do something. I don't know. Maybe I had to go back into your lessons right fast. But we want, I want to know, not we. I ain't going to throw this on nobody. It's me. I want to know how did you become Justice? How did you get the name Justice? Because, you know, ain't too many brothers and sisters who's outside of the nation of gods and earth, um, the 5%, uh, dealing with that, that consciousness, uh, call themselves Justice. How did you go by that name, Justice? Was you given that name, or you, how did you come up with that name? If you've never been in the five percent or the God's and Earth, how do you? How are you, Justice? I just want to know that. I'm just nosy like that. I just want to know. Uh, but anyway, let me bring my brother Eric in this house. So let's get it on like Soul Train up in here, man. Let's get it on. Peace to you, brother Eric. Peace, peace. Uh, peace, black man. How you doing? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Loud and clear, brother. Got you. Doing good, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm about to switch my shit over. I'm doing good. Yeah, this is open lines this night tonight, right? We uh yes, doing with current events and uh so much shit happening until it's just insanely crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh What's next? I'm just waiting on what's next. I'm preparing myself spiritually and mentally for 
something else that happened. Because evidently, we thought that, uh, uh, well, at least I thought that uh, there was a crescendo. But nah, the beat is still ticking, ain't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, it was like George, uh, King George was the 16th bar. What's going to happen in 32 bars? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what the hook going to be? Man, bruh. It's going down, bruh. In the craziest way. You know what I'm saying? But I was reading something. <clears throat> I stumbled across this article, and uh, I can't remember. I didn't even say it, but it's talking about uh, how the European, whenever a crisis occurs, they panic and they take out that frustration out on us. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who wrote it. Man, I didn't do no research on it. But I'm just saying, you know, I just put a mental note, you know. I highlighted that motherfucker. Because I do that anyway. But, you know, I always think about why is this shit being heightened so much at this certain time? You know, I, I sent you a article called Red Summer where uh, the devil, the white man, used to kill us from autumn to spring. They called that Red Summer. Hmm. You know, I just stumbled across that shit. And I was like, ain't that a bitch? We got titles and holidays for our killing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody has to look to their opinion, but Jester's opinion doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's like he's numb to all the all the wounds, you know what I'm saying, that are being inflicted upon him. And I want Justice to call in tonight. Because you sure acting like you Superman, the black Superman. And everything you get hit with, you still love that cracker. And I want to understand your feelings to this. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not a Jesus or righteous way to look at things. And it's not conducive. Or mathematically construct. You know, sometimes somewhere I'll be like, why people call in the play? We want you to call in, but you want to call in and play. It's all good. It just adds to the conversation. But I just be tripping off of the book. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody you need a little outlet. You know. A lot of people don't think before they speak. So, you know, we got to give them that, too. 
And another thing, you know, when you first come into the knowledge, you feel high upon it until you just regurgitating everything you hear and you haven't even uh, took the time to digest the shit that you just took in. <clears throat> so, you know, we, we and some of we take that into consideration too. But we've been doing this shit for a minute, man. And we've been studying for a long time, long time, painful work. The studying this shit is awfully painful. And like I was talking to my sister today, somewhere I was talking to her before the show, I was like, you ever get like a, a natural high when you come into some new information? And she was like, uh, not really. I was like, well, I encountered like a natural high. Cause it, you know, the dopamine in my brain just releases a high that's uncomparable to any other high. She was like, damn, this shit is deep. I want to get a revelation on something. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere. Yes, sir. Hmm. Yes, sir. You know, and you keep your third eye open, you know what I'm saying? You get blessed with all kind of spiritual insight. You know? But I'm going to turn it back over to you, bro. And let's uh, deal with what we got to deal with. Um, let's see what's going on today. Yes, sir. Some more mayhem. Trump. Oh, oh man, did I send you that article? Trump had the nerve to say, wait a minute, what is, that? What is this fool? This fool had the nerve to say something that if it weren't for him, nobody wouldn't even know who, know what uh, Juneteenth was. I'm like, seriously, bro? Oh, hell no. Seriously, no, he didn't. <laughs> I said, no, you did say that shit. I oh, laugh. I said, you. <laughs> If it were over here, nobody wouldn't even know what Juneteenth was. First of all, Man. you didn't even announce Juneteenth. You plan to do a speech on Juneteenth. Then you going to say, see, <laughs> boy, I tell you, man. This shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> but go ahead, son. Yeah. Hey, but one thing you said when you were talking about the third eye, and there's one thing, like I said, some things that when you, when like you said, you have your eyes open and you can actually see things, and it's hard for other people to <clears throat> understand what you see and, and how you can just thoroughly break down stuff and go through stuff. They they can't understand it. So a lot of this shit, man, and, and, and you look, you just looked at like, hey, man, it's just, dude, it's just some radical thinking. Where the hell he get his thoughts from? And some people just can't really understand you, man. Your own family, your friends, they can't understand. Until certain things just flat foot smack them in the face and then like, damn. Okay, now I probably get it. But like, you know, some people just like, some people just think on a higher level and we just, ana- like people, they, they analyze things. Um, they look at things in a different way. They look at the ins and the outs and this and that. Everybody's just not, you know, just... Um, just I want to say like I said like the Torah say just simple. <laughs> I just keep it like that. It's just not simple minded or just just deal with his things in a simplistic way. So 
So some people really just, man, they look at type, type things. They can just see it, just look dead at it, not for what it is, but look deeper at it and like, oh, man, and just analyze it. So, yeah. So that was we right on, man. So some people eyes open. Like we did a lot of shows, bro. You I I go back and I'll tell you, I remember how some um like the one we did uh homosexuality coming to a town near you and look at it, all fifty goddamn states. And you know, and this wasn't just talking about they was gonna get ready to pass no federal law. It was just some things that we just hey, just looked at. I don't know exactly what the hell we looked at at that time, but it did happen. And so hey. It, it, it's it happened like you know, that. It was something during our evaluation that we foresaw it coming, and we mm-hmm. were quick to do a show on it because we saw it before yeah. it was going to happen. And so we did a show on it, and lo and behold, it was like bloom. Boom. Yep. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And I, we got a lot of shows like that, bro. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. We got over what four or five thousand shows. Yeah, this you know this man? make our, our eleven year, one in our eleven year here. So yeah, eleven years on down here doing this little podcast. And, you know, that's not you know not how long we've been into the information and knowledge. It's just just doing podcasting on here. You know, so no, yeah. we met eleven years ago and decided to do this shit. Yeah. We had been. In the knowledge way, you know, I came into knowledge when I was uh, 21 years old, 20 or 21. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I went through my journey, you know, and my ups and downs, smiles and frowns. You know what I'm saying? Ups and downs, smiles and frowns, yeah. Isaac Brothers. Went through that, you know what I'm saying? Going through the learning process and trying to find where I fit in and trying to find, you know, my spirituality. You know what I'm saying? Right. Get bumped in the boozies. Yes, they're going through the bumps and the bruises of this year, trying to find it. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, yep. Yes, and then, uh, go ahead. Nah, I'm just going to go into something, but right, I'm going to get to this. Go ahead. Uh, I'll let news right fast. Um, now, Susan Brother, have y'all, I know probably a lot of y'all have probably seen this that's going on right now. Um, now, I'm just reading this article here. It's called, it's called uh, Two Fab. It's just one article, but it's all over the internet. Uh, it says, Georgia cop holding six black teenagers at a gunpoint spot spark panicking, a, a, a panic scene. It said they were hollering their kid. I, and I got something. I'm just going to play a little bit, some audio, because I can't really play the audio, because y'all, you know, cause it's good to see the visual on it. But y'all heard about that one, but the Georgia police in, uh, what was it, Clayton County police officer um but the teenagers had actually a, a a bb gun and the store owner called the police and well i don't know who's the store owner but a cashier called but let me see can i play this let me see can y'all hear this one right back yes man i was just called like a minute ago for the guy he had a gun he's outside in the parking lot they came back again in the parking lot 
Okay, so he's back in the parking lot? Yes, okay. ma'am. Is that the quick stop? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And they're fighting outside in the parking lot. All right. Can you send someone here? Okay. Me, yeah, we're getting somebody on the way, okay? Does anyone Thank else you, have any weapons? One of them has a gun. I don't know what kind of gun is that, but one of them tried to wear the gun, yes. Okay. All right, they're on the way, sir. Thank you. All right, thanks. All right. Now, there's just a little bit of the clip. They have some more. Now, one thing about this clip here, with the store owner call, I've seen some reports where the store owner said that they came in the store, they was trying to steal out of the store, and then he said they was in the, they was in the parking lot. Um, they were fighting, and one of them had a gun. Y'all heard him say they were fighting. But clearly this... I I'm gonna have a chat room open, but there are some y'all can see uh, on certain things. It's all on YouTube and all of this stuff. They, they show a surveillance camera <clears throat> from his store. Police, I guess somebody showed the surveillance camera, and in the surveillance camera, they show the teenagers in the st- parking lot. Now, they show them like they just out there, you know, like you know, you got you and your homies. They got like one dr- one ball, like a, a Coca Cola bottle or something, and you know. It, it, with this corona stuff like all this is like hey man shit we can't drink out the same bottle so one of the young brothers like he was pouring a drink or whatever they had pouring it in in the other in his little homies their mouth he was pouring it in their mouth instead of like everybody just putting their mouth on the bottle he was doing that they wasn't out there fighting and then you do see uh one of the young brothers um he throw you can see that he it, it probably was a gun he threw it to one of the other young brothers and then the other brother he handed it off to another young teenager. Then they walked over towards, I guess, like some bushes. And I think they threw it away at that time because when the police did walk up on them, uh, they didn't have a gun on them. But the point, and I'm going to say this, and some people might get pissed off. Frankly, I don't give a goddamn. But because some people, yeah, we got to start. <clears throat> and, really, I, you know, and I say I don't give a damn because some people, man, they just having their mind fixated about certain shit. They don't want to see things as it really is. Some people just want to be a victim regardless. That's why I really say I don't give a goddamn if some people see it how I'm about to say it. Now, I, myself, seeing this video, I would say, I think, I thought at first I thought it was a, a brother, a black guy. We would call black, African American, whatever. But I think it was a, I think this guy may have been a, I want to say Puerto Rican because I looked at, uh, when I looked at this car in the Polo Squad car, I saw a flag, like the Puerto Rico flag, from Puerto Rico, I'm thinking. But anyway, I say, I think that just, I mean, they don't have to give him a reward, but I say, I think he basically back, be, need to be commended because of really the way, way he handled this situation. Now, and because what I'm saying is because we've been talking about how these white, if he had been a white boy, man, that white boy would have shot him. And I, I, I'm telling y'all, it may be he would have probably shot those teenagers because when he, because he one of the brother, he told them, put your hands up. They had their hands up. And now he had his hands up and one of them put his hands down. He did. He dropped his hands. He put his hands down. The officer did never. He like, put your hands back up. He didn't pull. He didn't uh, go ahead and put the gun back on the young brother. He didn't do that. He still kept the gun away from the young brother. He told him, "Put your hands up, young man." 
But here's the outrage this these punk ass people like T.I. Y'all I'm I'm so sick of these fake ass so-called celebrities who acting like they fucking civil rights leaders. And some of them weren't no goddamn good. But anyway. And because I, I want to get into something tonight. This, this is a serious situation. This could have been another Tamara Rice incident. I hope I'm saying the young brother's uh, name correctly. May the peace and blessings be upon his soul. This could have been another Tamara Rice situation. And when I'm saying old punk ass T.I. and some of them motherfuckers like that, they get on my fucking nerve. And excuse my friends, some of y'all elders and whoever you're listening. But this has to be said. With this situation, and I said this man could he need to be more, uh, you know, because we we talk about police in, in our community and people that deal with <clears throat> black people. Now we talk about we can't deal with the white one because they jump out, they ready to shoot at the, this dude. He didn't do none of that, y'all. I don't know if y'all see the video. I hope y'all look it up. Just look up black. I mean, uh, police officer hold teenagers at gunpoint. Just look that up. And then y'all watch the, the full 17-minute video. Well, I say I commend him on the way he really handled the situation. And I'm trying to find a, a clip where I don't want to get in the whole 17 minutes. I'm trying to look as I'm, I'm play, uh, talking. And because how he diffused and kept a lot of stuff calm in this situation because I'm going to play some of this about the, the, the bystanders. They were the problem. And I talked to a police officer today, and, and we talked, man, damn near an hour. We was kicking the black brother, man. We talked about a lot of stuff. I asked him, he's seen it. He said he didn't see this here. So I kind of told him a little bit about the situation. We was talking. To, he was telling me some things as a police officer, uh, you know, what they should do and what could have been done, you know, and all of this. But anyway, these young brothers, instead of the, the thing with T.I. them, instead of them – getting out but talking about the man pull the officer pulled a gun on them right and it's like he was pointing the gun at these teenagers you know and at the, the moment that you know that this officer pull up he get now and let me let me let me try to react some a little bit y'all heard the call right and i was talking talk to the police that i was talking to earlier and i and i kind of ran this down i said let me, let me give you this here you get a call there's some Somebody at a store, and I said, maybe some teenagers, whatever. They got a gun. Now, they sent this, this person called and said they have a gun, and they're fighting. And now you got a call, and I told him he pulled up by himself, because this officer pulled up by himself. He, first thing in Memphis, he said, hey, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have got out of the car first till my bag up came. Now, I noticed that in Memphis, when they happen, they pull you over, because it was some situation that happened. They don't one police officer not going to pull you over by himself. He's going to have bag up. That's how they do here. Now, I don't know how they do it in Clayton County. But 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 anyway, this police officer pulled up on the scene, and it was six, six teenagers. Now, he heard they had a gun. He heard they were fighting. Now, he did jump out the car, gun already drawn, and he told them, you know, I'll put your hands up, and I'm trying to get some of the clip to play it. But anyway, once he got them to put their hands up, and y'all know that putting your hands in the air is is what? You surrender. You give up. That's what he did. Once they did that, put their hands in there, they surrendered. They gave up basically what the sign means. He turned his gun away from the teenager, especially when he's in, well, they already had to call it was a teenager, but he got people he don't know, five guys, six guys. He don't know who the fuck got the gun. Only thing he just, he tell them, hey, y'all know why I'm here. I'm AA as a call. Somebody had a gun, but he turned the gun away from him. But my whole point that I'm really just looking at, I like I said, I commend him with how he did it. It didn't, he didn't, it didn't get out of hand. And he tried to calm them down, but the crowd act a fucking fool. 
and I get into some of that later. But what need to be talked about is instead of them getting talking about the officer how he pointed the gun at them, we have to get into the conversation, man, of teaching our children, young brothers and sisters. Well, young brothers, I said brothers because it's happening to them majority. Even our sisters, though. Y'all young, we have to T.I. them or whoever. I'm just going to use him for example. Since he want to go down there and, and grandstand about the police and shit like that, we need to teach our children, man, safety. We can't. You have to be responsible, like gun safety. You cannot be walking around the street with guns. And we see what happened to Tamir, right? It's tragic. So we have to, they should be talking to those young brothers. See, that was a life lesson to them brothers. And that probably scared the, 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 heck, the heck out of them, man. That scared the hell out of them. That was a life lesson for them. So they need, somebody need to grab them young brother and like, see that brother? Y'all see what happened, man? Y'all just playing. Y'all didn't, they didn't even know what the hell the police was pulling up on them for. All they, they got a gun drawn on them by a police officer, but it all stemmed from somebody seen them on the camera playing with a gun. He lied about them fighting, but he seen them with some kind of gun. And so we have to get to the point, man, we start addressing and talking to our young brothers, man, so they can know, because even when they get older, they would know, hey, man, you got to be careful. Even if you get, if you license owner, you know, well, license owner, y'all know, you can't just be all willy-nilly with your goddamn guns like that, you know, just flashing shit all when it be flashing all that. But those young children had a toy gun. They don't understand the danger it could be with a gun. And anybody can call. I don't give a fuck. You are licensed, a licensed uh, gun carrier. But some damn fighter can see some shit and just say, man, you were brandishing a gun and whatever. You could be towing your goddamn gun to the car. Some fool, oh, I seen somebody there with a gun in his hand. And, you know, and anything just go wild. See, they don't understand this shit. That's what happened to our young brother Tamir, right? He was playing. Young brother just playing. With a gun. He didn't think he was doing anything wrong, which he wasn't. But there's a certain danger when you with, with these guns. And when they were out there playing with it, they didn't know the danger that would could happen to them. And I'm telling y'all that it, and they had like a um a, a replica gun. Look just like a damn real gun. I have some. I I've been in my own personal yard. I got a fenced in yard, private fence. I've been in my own personal yard. I got air rifles, and I sometimes go out there and I practice, you know, practice uh, the tactical things, and I ain't going to get too in deep. But I, I use air guns, and I use, you know, to do tactical things with it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm in a private goddamn fence, my backyard, and I myself be somewhat nervous about this shit, thinking somebody might call, but I know it, nobody around me going to really call. But sometimes I even be kind of nervous about that. I know it's a, you know, I'm just doing air rifle guns and, you know, it's dead, but I get kind of nervous in my own fucking yard. So we have to, man, get to the point where we start talking to these children about these guns. And, and, and some that say, well, I don't even buy my children. I don't buy my children guns. So I don't, it. you might not like those children, those brothers, they parents probably didn't buy them that gun. But somehow they might have found it in the pathway. They say it was in the pathway. They, they might have found it in there and picked it up. Just because you say you don't buy them, that don't mean they can't get a hold to it. They can't get a hold to one somewhere. One of their homies probably would have had, had the gun. So to say, well, my child, I don't buy him those guns. So I know he won't be out here doing it. You don't know what the fuck might happen. Excuse my French, y'all. 
But you don't know what could happen. The homies could have it, anything. But we have to get to the point, from T.I.M. talking about this, we have to start train, man, educating our young brothers and sisters out here, man, on safety. How to even one thing, deal with the police when you come, when you come across the police, in case you encounter the police. Hopefully don't, they don't. But even with these guns, these toy guns, they can't be out in the public playing with those things like that. Man, I'm telling you, it, any fucking thing can go wrong. That situation could have went wrong. The Blinkers, one of the young brothers, he, when he dropped his hands, that could have went real wrong. That could have been one of them, one of them police just real fucking scared or just he could have lit that young brother up. Never seen anything because he put his hand, he was trying to pull his pants up and he put his hands back by his wayside, wayside trying to pull his pants up. He could have got shot. If he went up in them, y'all seen, the, we seen the videos. I thought he had a gun. I'm telling you, but this police officer, one thing, the crowd out there hollering and screaming and shit, he kept the conversation between, probably like between him and the young brothers. Hey, y'all focus on me. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. We chilling right now. That's one of the things he said. That's why I like, we chilling right now. We cool. He ain't got the gun pointed at them. He got the gun pointed the other way towards the ground. We chilling, right? Y'all focus on me. So he keeping the young brothers calm because you know they nervous as fuck. A police in front of them with a gun. And they don't even know why he stopped. But he did say, they said y'all had a gun. Somebody had a gun. What's up? Now we ain't got that. He said, well, okay, we cool then. Let me see. I don't know if this here play, this, how long this one is. <laughs> let, me, let me skip through it. Let me skip through it. Hold on. Let me skip through it. Trying to get to the part where you can interact. Oh, y'all stop! Get your hands up! Up! Walk towards me! Get your hands up! You're gonna get hurt! Get your hands up! Get your hands up! Now, listen to me so you don't get hurt! Listen to me! Keep your hands up! Don't move! Don't move! Now, right now, he had the gun up. He's actually just relax. Nobody's he hurt. Up. He took the gun away from. Please, him. I don't want to hurt one of y'all. Ready? I'm out with the males at Thomas and Thomas Lane. The gun is no Stand longer by. pointed. Young man, him. don't move. See, one of the, now let me stop it. When he just said, "Young man, don't move," he took the gun away from them. One of the young brothers put his hands down. Y'all heard that? Young brother, don't move. He put his hands down in the way, trying to pull his pants up. I'm going to skip through something because it's 17 minutes. Y'all got to look it up. But here's the thing here. Well, he was trying to, he's just, let me know. I need to play a little bit more because yeah, cause I want to hear y'all how he interacted with these young brothers. What just happened at the store, guys? Relax. No. Both. Why does the guy think one of y'all have a gun? Okay, then we good. Y'all gonna make me nervous. We we chilling right now. You can even hear when he said, "Don't move." Y'all making me nervous. One of the, even one of the young brothers said, "Don't move, bro. Don't move." Ready? I need a seventy-three. I got a crowd forming on me. Now here's the crowd pulling up, and I'm gonna give some skip down to get to this Facebook video. Or the audio. You want to hear them? 
Now, you see, this situation comes. Teenagers are calm. He's basically calm now that he has them. Black guys, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Going to get this, but sometimes it's a pause in between that. Now they come. Everybody, he's not shouting at them. He's they're not doing agitating. They all still had their hands up. They're basically right now detained. But you're going to hear some of the crowd, and I'm going to get to this. And this hey, back up, back up. Irritated me. You ain't got nothing to do with this. You ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm just gonna skip it. I'm gonna jump to the Facebook page. Now they they come everything. He's trying to wait on bag up to come. Now they young children, young brothers, not doing shit. They just standing there with their hands up. Now we got these people here. Now I'm gonna go to the Facebook page. Now this is where some situations, y'all. This dude standing out here by himself. He got five people, well six people in front of them. Been said it was a gun. Somebody told him it was a gun. They were fighting. He don't know. This could be one of y'all out here. This could be any one of y'all out here. Now, you can say, man, fuck that shit, son, Ray. This could be any one of y'all out here in this situation. But this could be y'all went out here and see, now, watch this. This could be one of them. Now, what if this could have been one of them white boys as we talk about. And they coming out here now. And you can agitate the situation. See, that's one thing you got to learn how to do to defuse the situation. Sometimes you have to fucking stay calm because they one thing about it, like he said, y'all making me nervous. So this motherfucker, I'll be talking about he nervous. You do not want to be hollering, hollering and screaming at this mother sucker. He's already fear for his life because one thing they like, they scared. And see, the crowd don't know why he's there. That's why I say y'all don't have anything to do with it. So they can agitate this way because they pulling up. They just see these young children, which they you got to be concerned. Because here's a police officer, you know, they got these young young brothers out there. But they don't know what the fuck going on. They hollering and screaming. They can easily agitate this situation. Some people, y'all probably ain't going to get what the fuck I'm saying. And I understand. You just, I understand. <laughs> but you got to understand what the fuck going on. Sometimes you can irritate the situation. Now, he's nervous. He already told him that. Any little thing, people are crowding around him. Still, he don't know if they got the gun on him or not. And they want to move any kind of way. And they think he, he reaching for something. Like the man said, I don't want to die today. I don't want to hurt y'all. But it can easily get escalated. So this is why sometimes y'all have to really understand that you, you see things go on. Don't get out there and escalate the fucking situation. All that hollering and ki- Like they say, level heads prevail. Anyway, the best way to defuse the situation is try to keep everything Come, all that hollering and screaming, you just gonna make the shit worse. Let me play this this some of this shit from the Facebook thing. It just really just this this the part that pissed me off more than the police officer interaction. Oh, they kids, please stop. Why you got a gun out? Why you got a gun out though? Why they kids? Please, what? Why the fuck you got a gun out? Oh my god. Please, sir, please. Don't shoot. And let me stop it for a second. I hope I can go back and call my motherfucker. Now, the other lady, yeah, I'm concerned. 
why you got a gun out? But the other, see the other one? You looking ridiculous right now. Why all that shit got to go on? See, that shit, see, if that had been a hothead, that's that one of them hothead white boys, racist, straight out white. You saying shit, you got, he got a gun on the teenager, and you trying to say he looking ridiculous right now. See, now you're going to make him mad at the motherfucking teenagers in front of him. You're going to ag- you ag- agitate the situation and have him pissed off, a white racist, no good, I can't stand. And then you black yourself saying this shit to him. You agitating the situation. You looking stupid right now. Let me play some more of this silly shit. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot, sir. Please, sir. Please. Please, sir. Please. 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 You see the video, because the video everybody really was seeing, it's the Facebook video, I guess, but the actual video you've seen at first, everybody's seeing, is his body cam. The 17-minute video is his body cam. And when y'all see that, when they're doing this on his Facebook, he don't even have the gun pointed at the children. The gun is out. Yes, it's out, but it's pointing at the ground, not nowhere near pointing at the children. So when they doing all this hollering, well, you got your gun. See, the first, the, again, they don't even know what the fuck they out there hollering and screaming for. Why he even have them detained? Number one, again, he know because he's out there because somebody called. There was somebody fighting with a gun. So let me play this clip, man. Got fucking kid! You got a gun. Somebody call. Somebody call. Somebody call. Somebody call. Come on, son. Come on, they Davies. Why you got a gun out? Why you got a gun out? For what? Why? That's a bad you can see Parky. That's fucking tilt. You can see Parky. They Davies. Nobody's going to move. Nobody's going to move. Please. It's okay, y'all. We got sauce. All right. No. I'm sick. I can't. They can't. Come on now. Please. Please. Please, sir. They they can't. They can't, sir. Now, if y'all watch the 17-minute video again, you hear him calm, keeping the young teenagers calm. It's the fucking adults that's acting a goddamn fool. Can escalate the situation. Go, why don't you go check them? Like he said, I'm not Superman. I can't see through their shirts. See, they don't, first of all, they don't know what the fuck is going on. I can't see through their shirts. Just because, y'all, they hollering. They cheer, they kids. They are kids. Children are ki- teenagers are killing each other out here. They have situations, man. Here in Memphis, there have been several shootings where 13 year olds, 10 year olds have shot a, a 10 year old, shot an 11 year old, and shot him and killed him in the, and shot him in the head, playing with a gun and shot and killed him. 
So to say that a, a teenager, and I'm not taking up for the police, I'm just we got to do better as a fucking community on certain shit. That's all I'm saying. Like a teenager cannot kill somebody. That situation, they don't understand. They supposed to be the adults. The, the, the teenagers was calm, cool. They did what he said. They kept their hands up. Because it was them standing right there. Hey, got to, you know, which, the gun was off of them. They standing there. The adults, the one acting the goddamn fool. Number one should have been asking was, was, why do you have them detained? Why do you have them detained? What are you holding them for? Nobody asked that question. They, they, they kids. They kids. okay. We understand that juvenile is full of fucking children here in Memphis with children, robbery, murder, rape, all kind of charges here in this city. All type of shit. A lot of them getting bound over as an adults. It's just fucking sad, man. That that's why I say, but then. It could have been a white. That's why I say he really could have commended how he handled it. Even in the end, man, y'all are not. He even talked to him and told him, hey, man, y'all can't be doing that, young brother. Y'all can't do that. You can't be out here like that. We see, And what we're saying with these white guys jumping out, they they don't even get the benefit of the doubt to be like that. Tamara Rice didn't get the benefit of the, uh, of the doubt to even be questioned, put down the gun. Didn't even get a chance to say none of that. Just jumped out blasting on young brother Tamara Rice. None of them people that was hollering like that was even out there even to intervene on that young brother's behalf. My point is, again, with, with, again, with T.I. them all of that bullshit because he pointed a gun. You don't understand what the fuck was going on. No, none of them so-called adults. And number one, it was you hear a lot of women. You had a dude in the back. And yes, a woman, and I'm not trying to beat up on my sister. See, y'all are, and they, they were emotional. I understand because they mothers. That's your baby. You, nur- you, you, you nurture them. I understand you're being, you're being. But brothers, what a, well, yeah. But, and that brother wasn't saying that he, somebody have to be calm. Somebody had to be calm on those children. Because see, it could have easily, like, this why he was telling them, don't listen to them. Because they all agitated, acting a goddamn fool. They could have easily made one of them, if one of them young brothers had a did anything, listened to them fools, and did any wrong false move, reached behind him, trying to pull his pants, or did anything, the man might would have shot him. That's why he said, don't worry about them. Don't focus on them. We have to learn how to do better, sisters and brothers. So a lot of shit that sometimes we can escalate situations. I know some people ain't going to get it. Y'all, man, some right, you on that bullshit, man. You better learn how to fucking survive out here. It's not being a punk. It's not being a coward. It's about survival. Learn how to fucking survive. You know your fucking enemy. You got to learn how to maneuver. You got to be smart. Use your, use your fucking head. Use your wit. Use your... You got to learn how to even escape. You can't even let you... It's like... If, Y'all, it, it, they, they teach some things, and I share it with some of my brothers today, some things how to disarm, a, disarm somebody who has a gun. You can't be looking at him like looking at the gun, like you're going to disarm him, eyeballing the gun like you're going to. You, know, you got to be, hey, man, don't shoot. Like I said, hey, don't. And I've had training with this. Me and the militia, we, we had trainings, hand-to-hand comeback on learning how to do this shit. So, hey, 
It's not just a video I say. They're training. But anyway, um, you keep him distracted. Like, man, look, take whatever. I got my wallet. Hey, man, you can have my wallet. You can have my keys. All the time, you're, if you're close enough, you're looking at exactly, it depends on how he's holding the gun, how you're going to maneuver to take this arm his ass. But you all, you got to keep him focused on him robbing you. Basically, him robbing you, getting your jewelry, or getting your whatever. And if you keeping him distracted, see, even though he think he's in control, but if you know how to do these maneuvers to take the gun, make him think he's in control at the same time, you're really manipulating him to take that fucking gun. You're not looking at it and just like, you know, hey, you you, you constantly making him focus on the robbery. All the time you get, you you finna snatch that motherfucking gun off of him. You're going to put that gun back on. Y'all have to see some of that stuff. Learn, go through some of these training to do it. So even with that, even though the police was doing that, we have to learn how to take control of the situation. Even though he's the officer, he feel that like he's in charge. You have to have like like let level head prevail. I mean, level heads prevail and take control of that situation. Don't let that officer, you know, he's an officer. He may jump out. He's nervous. He's scared to fuck. Like they say, I fear for my life. Don't let that motherfucker man. Don't you don't want to do anything to move a certain way or do anything. To set him off. Like some people jump out. Like I, said, I talked a lot with this all the other day, man. We had it with it. But I don't want to go too much into this. But it just that shit kind of pissed me off, though. It truly did. But we have to learn to talk to our youth, man, about these fucking guns, man. I, I'm really saying, uh, peace to your brother Jay, PJ Haru. We have to teach them about this, man. So all that shit with TIM and all that in that news. And, they, and I'm going to say it again. They they are actually again they are exploring the situation that happened with these children like they doing the George Floyd situation. Talk about they pulled the guns on the children. They pulled a gun and they got the young brother. I was scared. I understand, young brother. Yes, you would be scared. I've been in that situation. I had guns drawn on me before, with the police before. I had all of that shit before. So you have to know we got to do better in teaching our children how the uh, when they. When they counteract with the police, what what to do, what not to do, and especially man, be careful with these toy guns or anything out here. We got to reiterate this stuff, man. We got to instill this in here. We don't need another Tamara Rice. We don't need none of those situations like that to occur. It could be easily avoided, but we have to do better as a community to make our children aware. They don't know it's a toy. They they're Objective is to play. They don't have a worry about all this other shit like we do. They don't know this. So, but when the situation happens as adults, we got to learn how to fucking grow up and be an adult and take charge. So some of the situations, man, that shit, like I said, y'all excuse me, but that shit just pissed me off how they act. They could have got those children hurt with that shit they was doing. They could have. And they didn't even know what was going on. Nobody took the time to ask, well, what what did they do? What did they do, officer? What did they do? They didn't even find out. They just seen somebody with a gun. And I understand and, and one of my coworkers was saying, Well, man, see, we we seeing so many of these situations where they shoot nine people down in the street. I understand that. I'm not stupid. I'm not fucking naive. I'm not insensitive to what's going on. I see it. We talk about it here all the time. But still again, each situation is each situation is different. Each situation, just because it's been happening, we don't have to allow it to constantly keep happening. Some situation I've said, I've seen, 
that even didn't, didn't even have to happen. Now, I'm not going to go into that, but some situation we had didn't even have to happen. Certain things, again, somebody might get it one of these days. Some things we do to escalate the problem. And I'm not saying don't be no punk or no coward, but certain things, especially you know your fucking enemy, don't allow him the opportunity. Don't give him that opportunity. You know this motherfucker don't like you. You know he's an enemy. You have to learn how to survive out here. Learn how to survive. You might have to play the game with him just to be able to escape, to, to draw his attention away from you trying to escape. You got play the game. I ain't going to get y'all no shit on here because I know they listening to, but I'm not going to go into it. You got to learn, but we have to learn how to stop being. But like I said, they're using those young children. That's the sad part. They're using the, what's happening with these young children. Yes, they out here, you know, the police brutality, they're killing and all of this shit, man. But, you know, with that shit with T.I. It just, it just, just really pissed me off, man. I can't stand them motherfuckers, man. Excuse me, French. Y'all. I know I'm doing a lot of profanity, but I just can't stand that. Because somebody needs to be talking to them young brothers. That's the opportunity to talk to them instead of trying to get all on the fucking CNN and talking about how they somebody pulled a gun on you. If anybody thought to teach them young brothers now, hey, see, brother, y'all were blessed that time, man, brothers. That could have went totally wrong. It could have went way out of the way. That officer, man, had patience with y'all. He, I mean, not just patience with y'all, but it could have been totally wrong. Y'all look at that. Was that dude right there? I don't know if he was a Puerto Rican. I think he was a Puerto Rican. It wasn't a Caucasian or nothing. I just want to throw that out, man. But we got to do better, man, as a community too, brother. So brothers and sisters, we got to do better, man. We got to do better. Yeah, and know that we, yes, we do have enemies. Yes, they are killing out. They're shooting out un- unarmed black men out in the street like we're seeing in Atlanta. Yes, that is happening. We understand that. I'm not naive, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but we got to learn how to fucking survive, man. This is a fuck. If we say there's a war, soldiers know how to survive. They know how to go and maneuver behind enemy lines. They have to know this. They know. But all of sometimes your emotion, emotionalism, and that's not going to that's not going to help you at all. A kidnapper ain't going to stop trying to, uh, or somebody, you know, they're not going to. Um, let you go because you hollering and fucking screaming. Sometimes you're going to make them motherfuckers just shoot you even, sh- shoot your ass even faster. You're going to make them shoot you even fucking faster. So, I just, that's just my rant, man. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just, just, I don't know, brothers and sisters. <laughs> and and I, I know throw out something. I don't know. You jump in when you want to. I see you, Justin, coming in. I see you. And I want to throw out something that was one right fast. I was talking to a I, I'm having this discussion with somebody. They disagree with me, but fuck it. I, I like. I, I don't care what people disagree with no more. I don't, man, because I know I, I, I look at things in a different light. Now we see a lot of these videos, sisters and brothers, with white people always, and I don't even know why we make these fucking comparisons. Sometimes I have myself, but we see these videos where white people get so-called Caucasian. Fuck, I'm gonna call them Caucasian. Caucasian get pulled over by the police by another Caucasian. Man, they might beat the hell out, jump out the car and beat the hell out, talk crazy to the white police, other uh, Caucasian, right? And we like, and we'll see the video, and we like, man, see, there had it been a black person, he'd have shot him. And most of the time, we're right. Because that's, the number one thing is that is a somebody from another ethnicity or another race. 
We understand it. Yes, indeed. So my thing I was talking about <clears throat> this morning with somebody, I was like, well, I said, the thing here is we act like sometimes we act like we don't have black police officers. I said, now we say, wait, wait, what we say? I go back again. We said, the reason he didn't kill him, we didn't shoot that white person because that's white privilege. That's white privilege why he didn't shoot him. Obviously, you know, hey, they're going to look out for their own self and kind. So the thing I said is, well, we have some black police officers that do the same thing. I said, we act like we don't, our black police officers sometimes don't uh, let brothers get off. Sometimes they can catch a brother, he got some weed or, or something, you know he doing some shit. They like, hey, man, hey, bro, I'm going to take this shit, bro, and I'm going to let you off with a warning this time or whatever, whatever. Our black, we got black officers do, and I talked to the police, and he affirmed it, and he told me, he told us some stories about some stuff. We even had a black police officer one time, he was telling us about some brothers trying to get tough with him, wanted to whoop him. He like, look, man, look, hey, I could take this badge and this goddamn gun off, man. We can knuckle up. We could pull somewhere around the corner, around, hey, we can knuckle up. He like, dude, like, nah, bro, I'm good, I'm good. He said, no, you ain't got to go to jail. Hey, look, if you win... You go, you go free. If I win, I'm taking your ass to jail. Nah, man, we good. Hey, we we good. He said, dude, bag down. And he like say, man, I look, it was a brother telling me about it. He like, man, we got blood, man. We'll get out here and whoop your ass. We'll jack, we ain't finna just pull the gun out. So when I asked the question today, I said, the brother, I said, well, let me ask you something, man. Now, people are always saying, well, if he had been a white pole, I mean, if the white pole, he would have gotten gunned down. We know this. It's obvious. We we see this. I said, but how many cases where is there out there? Well, black police are actually, because we say it's white privilege when the white police officers get beat the hell out of probably out the billy club or whatever, and white, you know, the white people beat the hell out of the police and they don't get shot. I said, well, how many instances, brother? Is this a high in, uh, a high rate of of black officers shooting black uh black brothers or, or, or black so called suspects? He's like, nah. He said, man, unless they doing something really messed up. Then everybody get shot. He said, but nah, it ain't it ain't like that. So we would have to think that even black police officers are shooting the shit out of other black men who doing something. He said, nah, that don't even that don't even that that don't happen. Yes, we know about the black and the white situation. And, and we know that. And even black police don't even really shoot white folks like that that cut up. But my thing I was bringing up again is the self-preservation. When we now just bring out the whole point. We see the white police that do that, let theirs go. They look out for their own because they might understand Billy because they probably got somebody in their family do the same shit. Well, I understand what Billy going to do. Fuck him, man. He might be having a bad day or whatever, whatever. Let him go. Like the brother was telling me, when he pulled some brothers over, he's like, ah, I can see their demeanor. You know, there's some things about it. Hey, and I let him go. He's like, man, hey, bro, look, I'm on probation. You probably kidding with, hey, man, I'm on probation, bro. Look, bro, I, yeah, I got a bag of weed or something, man. God damn, bro. Come on, man. Please don't take me to jail, man. I, I got about one more month on probation, man. I know I'm fucked. I got this weed. I ain't supposed to have it, man. Such and such and such and such. You know, it go through. and by him being a brother, he understands the struggle. He got somebody in his family. He knows somebody in the hood. Some of his friends that been through that might be like, hey, bro, look, I'm going to take this shit, bro. Man, don't get caught. Did you know you ain't supposed to have you about to get out of probation? Look, bro, don't don't be out here like that. Going on, I'm gonna give you warning, man. Going on about your business, X, Y, Z. So we have some brothers that 
police that do that. Two, we sometimes have what we call, I guess you could say black privilege. So we can't act like that shit don't happen with us. Like I said, sometimes we play the victim role so goddamn much. Every, everything we fucking see, we like, you see, they wouldn't have did that if it, if it had been a white, if he had been black. Goddamn, y'all. Do we have to play the fucking victim so much? Do we want to be victimized? Is that what we want to be? We want to be victimized? So we go looking for every fucking thing to play a victim? You would never get free playing the victim fucking all the time. Everybody ain't standing. The Klan ain't in my motherfucking backyard. Yes, he has some policies. Racism, white supremacy is all around him. What you call institutional racism is all around him. The Klan ain't in my motherfucking backyard. But if he ever come now and get in my backyard, he gonna have hell to pay. But right now, he's not in my fuck. I'm not playing a victim for no motherfucking body. Everything that happened to me, I'm not trying to blame no motherfucking body. I'm not trying to be the victim. I'm not trying to be the victim, man, and blame every fucking thing. Some things I might have did and fucked my own self up. I got to take responsibility for, for some of my own actions. I can't go around blaming my neighbor for some shit. I can't go around blaming, you know, Eric for some shit that happened. I can't go around blaming Jessica. I, can't, I got to look at some of the shit that I do. I can't blame the goddamn white man for every fucking thing. I have the ability to do some shit for my fucking self. I don't give a fuck. Yes, there's obstacles out there. Y'all know my thing. Yes, there's obstacles, obstacles in our way. I look at our ancestors. Man, I'm looking at a history a, a thing on YouTube about the civil rights movement when they the Montgomery, Alabama thing what happened. And and man, I you know I sometimes we talk bad about the civil rights movement, but I'm gonna tell y'all, man, that goddamn civil rights movement back in those days they were stronger than probably we are now, and maybe probably many we ever will. I hope we can get back to that though. The M- Montgomery bus. They didn't have no Twitter. They didn't have no Facebook. They didn't have none of that. But when they decided to boycott, man, they came out with some flyers or something, and damn, they within a day or so, man, them buses were empty. They weren't, it was more than they ever expected. There wasn't nobody riding them buses. They didn't even think it was going to hit that fast. Them buses was empty. Man, they stood firm. When they had meetings, those churches were filled to the capacity. Because they were tired. They wanted change. Even to some that probably like, fuck, man, damn. Well, hey, if everybody else doing it, hey, I'm finna get in on it too. Because, I, hey, I, y'all, I, I need some change too. They might not totally agree how it was going to go. The struggle was going to go or the, how they was going by. But they look, if my brothers and sisters fighting for this here, brother, hey, look, I'm finna get in on it. I'm finna get in on this here too. They stood strong and they got some changes, man. For one thing, they boycotted that what what messed up the economy of those bus routes. And I think it was Tallahassee, right? Because not just uh, Montgomery, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, where they did the bus uh, boycotts. I, it's several places they did it, and they gave in way before Birmingham. It's Birmingham, I said Montgomery before Birmingham. Well, uh, 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 Rosa Parks, they gave in those other cities. But there was a place, I think it was Tulsa. I said, keep saying Tulsa. Tallahassee. They went, that bus company, they boycotted it. That motherfucker went out of business because those black folks wouldn't spend their money on those buses to ride it. They said, we can look, we're going to spend our money. We can sit anywhere we want. We need to eat. That company went out of business. So that's how important 
the boycotts are right now. You can march. You can get your signs, picket sign. They don't give a shit. They'll give y'all air joints to get y'all ass out here and walk and, walk and march all day long. They don't give a shit because they know you're marching. Now, you're protesting, and you can do what you want. I'm not trying to knock that. But it because protesting sometimes is a way to bring it's another way to bring attention to what you're going through. But sometimes you need a little bit more than that. And number one, boycotts always work. Because when you start hitting folks in their fucking financial pockets, oh, you can get some ag right. And y'all think that just because these corporations well, they ain't got nothing to do with it, that's a goddamn lie. Because number one is who's the biggest who who do the lobbyists work for? Y'all know about the lobbyists? Who do they work for? They work for corporations, companies. There's so many companies and corporations that have these politicians passing laws on their behalf, and some of them are discriminatory practices against you, against us, sisters and brothers. So, yes, these goddamn companies are in cahoots with a lot of this stuff. So, yes, you hit start hitting them in their pockets. And this is why, but I'm going to tell y'all something. I learned this just from this COVID-19 situation. We like to do these one-day boycotts. That don't do shit. That don't leave a stain in these post That don't do nothing. That's gas money to some of these corporations. It ain't probably even gas. That's not going to hurt them because with all this COVID-19, they shut down a month, two months. Some of them were able to sustain from it. Some small, they got to shut down. So you have to hit them. Now for this COVID-19, we learned like those boycotts back then, you got to hit them long-term boycotts. You got to stay consistent. Like when they were saying in, in Birmingham, they didn't know that the boycott was going to last that long. And some of it went to about damn near a year, and they finally got what they wanted. The family, they sustained. They didn't break. They made them goddamn white folk, man. The white folk tried their best to like hold off, hold off. No one think them black folks going to break. They walked to work. They carpooled. They did all kind of stuff. But they would not give in to that goddamn white folk. They look, look, y'all going to give in to us before we give in to you. And the white folks gave in. So we look for the always talk about what's the strategy, brother? What's the strategy? Look, we always looking for new ideas, and the goddamn plan is already laying in front of you. You just got to go ahead and do some of the things, man, we hadn't even – we try, you know, we had pioneers that already laid out the solutions, but some people, man, didn't go ahead and, and, and they're afraid to put those solutions in action. So now you're trying to come along 2020 talking about what should we be doing, brother? What should we be doing? But the fucking blueprint been laying on the table. Somebody just got to pick the motherfucker up and utilize it. That's all you got to do. So they done the boycotts. They were successful. A lot of shit got successful. So you come with all these new ass ideas. Try those, try some of those solutions. You might have to modernize it a little bit, but try some solutions, some things that we know, proven things that worked. They worked. Whether we like who would organize it and, and, and being instrumental and utilize them, the Dr. King and all of that, NAACP, but it worked. So utilize some things that work is giving this work. Quit trying to come up with, because some of y'all just come up with these fucking new ideas because you really ain't trying to do nothing anyway. That's just another way to filibuster and, and bullshit. But anyway, I digress. Y'all talked enough. Uh, uh, let me get Justice in here. Oh, shit. Uh-oh, Justice. I got no, no, I drank me something. This mad dog for you. You probably been to be on something. What up, Justice? Let me see. Get this here. Get this in there, man. I'm scared to open this. Don't say Culture Freedom Radio, OG, Eric, and the brothers, Sunray Nuzi Sunray Nine, Waking Up the Blind. 
Yeah, white power to you, just. I mean, my bad, brother. Uh, my bad. I thought well, you were somebody. Yeah, it's cool. You know, well, I don't know where to begin, or I think you had a couple questions for me or something. No, I just want to know how you how you where, come up with justice, the justice part, the right. Where's the name. OG at? Uh he on the line. He on the line. He in there. I oh, believe right. when you say you say something, he'll come in there. Um, but, did, but did you get okay, that from so, the nation or something? How you get that, brother? How you gonna well, be there? Well, you know, I think that I've always been justice. I've always it's been an attribute of who I am. So as far as I can remember, all the way back to at least as far as I can remember, at least like four or five years old or something like that, I was the person that everybody would trust, and I would be the one that would hold the money in the bet, and whoever you know won the bet, they'd collect money from me because I was the one that everybody trusted to hold the money, and nobody, you know. So I was always the one breaking up the fights. I was always one trying to be the peacemaker between brothers and sisters. And so um I I got in, I got into a lot of fights growing up. So and so I I I've done a lot of fighting. So but other than that though, I'm a peacemaker. I'm a, I'm about the truth and a, a trustworthiness righteousness and a balance between, you know, what's right and what's wrong. So justice is that scale or it's the, it's the balance. It's the one that can weigh out. So I'm always judging. So judgment is the habitation of my throne. I'm always judging. So... I got you, I got you. I just, I know just something I was just asking. You know, I just, it's an attribute. It. That's all. It's just my attribute. So I took the name to throw off, you know, any other type of name like I was born with, which, which is, is okay because my parents gave me my born name. So I'll I run with that. But after in, in the world, that justice most applies to my character and who I am as a person. I got you tenfold, tenfold, Roger that, Roger that. Yes, sir. All right, cool. What you got, brother? I know you probably got something else you wanted to throw on your own. Well, I wanted OG to come in because I think he had he was saying something I wasn't clear because I was traveling and I wasn't listening with my undivided attention at the time, but I heard him saying something or mentioning something and my name was mentioned, so I want to be clear if there was a question that he had I'll be you know glad to answer it or there's some kind of direction he was trying to take you know take the listeners on with me like I think that I can recall something about Superman or something you know some things so I just wanted to ask him did he have a question about you know my third eye or whatever it was I just I'd like to answer any questions I got you. He probably come back in. He might have stepped off for a second, but he'll he'll probably come back in. Okay. Here. Uh yeah, yeah. Right. Let me see. Yeah, he probably come back in. Uh uh damn, what was I gonna ask you, man? I was on something. 
<laughs> so you were on the other end of that conversation. Maybe you can, you know, reiterate a question or, you know, something on top of your mind. Because I think y'all was talking about insight and someone having yeah, I, foresight. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to ask, ask you the question of what he said because it was something off of his mind. So I, I, he had to ask okay. you that himself. So cause it was just some, you know, just random. Okay. Uh, okay. About uh, he had to, he had to come back on that one. Um, it was something. Uh, um, I'm glad you. Well, we can go into something else about. We kind of like go back to some conversation a little bit about the um. The Lincoln situation, maybe. And some of the things you were sending me about the white servants or indentured servants. What were so? What, I mean, in, in your research, I'm just I, I'm trying to find in your research that you're looking at about the indigent servants. What's the deal? Why you're looking at the indigent servants, white servants? Is it to? I just let you. I just ask it like that. Is it balancement or something or what is it? So, to be interested about the Emancipation Proclamation and what that stood for and what that was about, and it freed all people that were slaves or indentured servants. So, so that would take you into Lincoln's history, and his history has a part of his history being an indentured servant as well. And so it, it's a lot of new information. So it's like um, I'm open to share information now. I think I have enough under my belt where I can talk about it. But it's, it's definitely new that it's been hidden for a long time, a very long time. Not that it's that it's not true, but it's been hidden away. And so... There's a lot of things that I found out lately that we all thought was true because of it seemed like common sense that certain things were the way they were. That's just how it was. But then if you would go and do some in-depth research, then you would come to different conclusions. So I'm not being very specific right now. I'm just talking. But There's a lot of things that I've learned in in the last couple of weeks that, you know, have been definitely mind opening for myself as well. So whatever I thought I knew, whatever I thought I had learned already, I just kind of have to sweep that to the side and take on the new information more being valid, even though I have this other knowledge of what everybody else knows and understands at this point. So now maybe I've advanced to a higher level or I've graduated to a a higher education of understanding, and and I have to wait for others to catch up with me, which is fine. It's been that way throughout my life. But it's at the same time that it's it's definitely for myself is something that, you know, it's like welcome information to me. It's not something that I'm like, oh, um, I think it's a conspiracy or anything. It it was always a conspiracy, but to find the information. So, like, it's like they say, 
the truth crushed to the ground will rise again. So if someone digs and finds truth and it rises again, then that would be supposed to do all the, you know, at always. So whatever had been hidden or whatever truth have been hidden away, it will ultimately come back to light. And however long that might take. So, you know, a lot of people, they be ahead of time catching up with truth and people catch up with it later on. And, I, you know, I, they may be way ahead and other people are just getting on board. And so that's fine with me, too, again. So, but, but you know, I don't... Go ahead. I was just, ahead. I just was curious about something, though, Brother Justice, here, because I know you was getting into, but you do know there's a difference, though. I got to ask this question. You do know there's a difference between uh, indentment servant and chattel servant. And we're going to use the word servant because slave is. Chattel slavery. Yeah, when chattel you say slavery, slavery is people don't know exactly what you're talking about. Right, because okay, yeah. you know, slave, somebody is a slave, and the word slave can be tra- translated into the word, you know, like servant as well. But you do right. know there's okay. a difference, right? Yes, I do know there's a difference. Exactly. Okay, so be clear. Uh, okay. In the beginning days of uh, the United States of America and North America, they had what was called indentured servitude. And so this was for somebody who signed a contract to be a servant of a person for a certain amount of time. And then after that, they would be free and, and then they would be able to acquire land and then have their own servants. And then it would be like a chain that continues on down the line. This is just a way of life back then. And so it was from 1607 all the way up to uh, 1619 when this so-called first arrival of a certain uh, 20-odd Negroes that had been captured from a Spanish ship by the English and brought to Jamestown, Virginia in 1619. And on board the ship, the guy named Anthony Johnson at the time, his name was Antonio because the people who captured him in the first place from wherever they got him from, and they didn't say it was exactly Africa because according to this, according to the um, the chronicles of the ship, it never went to it, it never went into Africa. It left Europe, which was Spain, and it went to the the Caribbean islands. So, and then from that point, the ship got jacked by a British ship, and then that ship went on over to Jamestown, Virginia, with these twenty people that they took from the ship. So, it, you know, it's a long, detailed story on what happened and all like that. And uh, but indentured servants were, were people who were were not classified as being slaves or anything like a slave for a lifelong period. Uh, although they may be chained up in certain cases and a lot of cases, so they wouldn't get away. 
And in a lot of cases, after people were indentured, they did run away. And uh, they were doing that for a long time, runaway indentures. People going to try to find them and all like that. And so it wasn't until Anthony Johnson enslaved black people was his first. <laughs> it was Anthony Johnson, this guy who was one of the first people who was on that first ship that came to Jamestown, Virginia, after he got his indentured, he purchased uh, uh, some indentured people. Uh, and uh, one of them was uh, a black man who was allegedly on that ship, too, that he was on. And he had been Anthony Johnson's indentured servant for seven years, and then an additional eight years, and he went to court to fight for his freedom because this Anthony Johnson wasn't letting him go. And so he went to court, and he actually won the case and made Guy a slave for life. So Anthony Johnson was the first man to have a person in North America enslaved for life. So his slave for life was a black man. And, you know, this is the first time that anybody had been enslaved for life in this country. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty long drawn out story. But this Anthony Johnson acquired more and more people and he acquired more land and he became very wealthy. And um, his, 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 Anthony Johnson's um, family at one point persuaded Anthony Johnson to let this brother go. His, I forgot his name right now, but he, he, they decided, they persuaded him to let him go. And he let him go for a short period. But then that's when he decided that he needed him and he went to court and fought. And that's when he won in court that for him to be his slave for life. And then see, this is what happened as England was exporting all of their bad people. They were sending them to the colonies. And as they got here, there was more and more that were coming and they were, they weren't labeled any type of a color at this point. They were just Englishmen or Scottishmen or Frenchmen or Germans. And, and, and it didn't matter because they were all different colors. They, you know, it wasn't about color. It was about region. And so you could be a white Englishman, a black Englishman, a black Frenchman, Scottishman, same, et cetera, all those things. And that's how it was back then. But by the time 1667, 1676 came, that's when the country had exported so many whites out of England and Scotland and, 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 and um, France and all these places over to the colonies where they had, they had, uh, they had built up so many whites where they started to see that they can use the, the, the color classism over what was happening because at the time indentured people were generally indentured by a, a person that was formerly an Englishman and they were in a lot of cases they were black people but they weren't talking about their color they were just Englishmen and they were they were slave masters and whatnot or indentured masters or however you might want to say, but they were they were certainly masters, the masters of these people because they own them and they you know 
I had rights to them for several years and whatnot, and they were black people. And in most in most cases, they were black. Yeah. Um, white didn't even become a topic until 60 years after 1619. So that means 1691. That's when white. That's when white became a thing, like a real thing. But before that, it wasn't even. It wasn't even. In, in the United States, there wasn't even white as a color to be even talked about. Like, it wasn't no white people yet. It was still English people. They were black or they were just no color. Just <laughs> So at any rate, they got rid of all these bad people, sent a whole bunch of the white ones here. They built up all these numbers. Then they got involved with politics, started voting. They voted and made new laws and laws suggesting that uh, black could not own a Christian or um uh, uh, uh Indian could not own a Christian or they would say white Christian and um that's how they would label it because they would try to jump up under Christianity and then they say if you try to own somebody who's a Christian they will automatically go free. So they made all these laws to get them out of this um indentured servitude and then reverse the whole thing onto black people because they had the numbers and then you know it just became a thing to where racism and and what you call right now what you call um white privilege became a thing to protect the white race in 1676 that's when they started with this racism and white supremacy because they had the supreme numbers bought in they had they had gotten rid of the the original indigenous, most of them, but then the ones that were here, they outnumbered the rest of them by bringing in more people that was white, skinned it, and then they jumped on the white thing and got away from being a term like a, a uh, anything other than American white person, or they dropped they dropped their being tied to France or England or anything else. Now they just see an American white person like that. So it's a long, drawn out, long, complicated story. That's why I sent you all of those things. Some of them are three, four hours long, and it's a lot, a lot of reading, a lot of research, uh, and it's great and detailed stuff. So if you're not, you know, able to sit there, you don't have to do it and take it all at one time. Take it on a little bit at a time, and then come back and come back in school, come back to class, get a little bit more, and go back out and come back, you know, because I can sit there for a few hours at a time myself, well, I know other people don't have the tolerance sometimes, you know, to, to sit there and, and, and listen. And sometimes you need a little bit of milk first before you can, you know, get a lot or before you get a lot of food or any food, just get a little bit and you come back and get some more as much as you can take at a time. And then, and then, you know? sometimes, then sometimes a teacher can't be so goddamn boring. I say that too. <laughs> I can't listen to more boring. But you know, it's true. If One it's thing true about, and the information, girl, but then the information had to be factual. You had to look because I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you that video with that with I don't know who the fuck dude was doing that video, but that video is I even listened to it. The information that he was relating about Lincoln, I'm without the idea concept that I'm gonna listen to uh, something about a paper that was written by Abraham Lincoln talking about his own life. But this seemed to be coming from a book that somebody else wrote saying that Lincoln said this. It's just like reading the damn gospel, the New Testament gospel. There's no book in there what they call AKA Jesus. There's no book that was written by so-called Jesus. We got 
the gospels according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Luke, saying what so-called JC, as they say, I really can't say his name, really, but uh, I just said for y'all for the radio, for the so-called Jesus Christ, what he said, no letters coming from this particular person himself. It's only what, what somebody else said. So in that research, I looked at it and I was listening to it. It's coming from a book that this other guy said, all of this stuff that Lincoln said. Like in, in, in the conscious community, they would say, what's the primary, uh, uh, what do you call it, resource? What's the primary resource? So if Lincoln said this, I know he wrote something because they're supposed to wrote the goddamn Gettysburg Address. I know he wrote something. Where are some letters? You know, and I know they still have a lot of things in documented in the museum. What were the letters or something that he wrote? You know, it's just like going, it would be like the Gospels. You know, we're going to the, the research was like what this guy said. And, you know, but that that was kind of my, my thing with that one. And one of the things, I wonder why, and I'm, I'm kind of confused a little bit. Why would white folks, well, two things I throw out here. Why we don't see white people, so-called white people, Caucasian, I would say, if they was indigenous servants, you don't see them even bringing that shit up, do you? You don't even see them talking about they were. Well, we were indigenous servants. We deserve reparations. We deserve this. We went through this. We struggled. We saw it. I, I, I never heard it one bit. No, but anyway. And another thing is, if Anthony Johnson, because I got a history book I'm looking at right now in my African, it's called African-American History. It's going through every little piece of history. I got several books down in African-American History. It. It don't go through none. I don't see nothing about it, Anthony Johnson. But 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 I wonder why they don't teach us this or even mention this in history. Because you know what that would do? That would take the blame off of white folks. I'm, I'm saying why. That would take the blame off of them. And if this were true that Anthony Johnson did that, why would, because I asked this about something else a long time ago. If they didn't do it, why would you take the blame? Why would you take the charge to say, about slavery. They always blame us for everything that bad happened anyway. So when they when they would make this known that this hey y'all blaming us for slavery. Oh, I tell you what, go back. Let's go back here. Let me slow it down. Slow down some right. When we talk about the slavery, what they do? See, hey, y'all it was your ancestors one that sold y'all in slavery. It was y'all African kings, see who the one sold y'all in slavery. See, that's what they'll do. So if Anthony Johnson, if this is true, I'm not. I can't say I'm denying it. I I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking questions. That's all, all I'm right, doing. So why didn't they? If they do that to us and say, "Well, your African kings the one sold y'all into slavery," so why don't it come out to be to take the blame off of them for for slavery? What you when when they come out and say, "Well, shit, hey, we didn't we went we didn't start chattel slavery." Anthony Johnson did that. That should be all over the books so that black folk can stop blaming right. white folk for shadow slavery. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know. I'm trying to figure from this shit I, out. From what I understand about that part of it is that a lot of that is embarrassing to their overall white supremacy doctrine of being, you know, in control and never had, you know, to show any type of uh, being in bondage to, uh, by any other people. In any recent times, so if they were founders, they would have to have this story fit the whole narrative, and so it wouldn't be that they would uh, uh, highlight their 
being indentured here because if you ask white people, the vast majority of them will tell you that their parents came here from another country. And if they did come here from another country, there is a likelihood that they were indentured. They were an indentured servant. If they came here anywhere from anywhere, definitely in the 1700s on up to 1840 or even 1900, you know, they were, they were likely to be, have been indentured, get here. And so they don't want to share that with you. They don't want us to know that. And when they were sending them from England as prisoners and as like criminals and felonists and arsonists and treasonists and people that was doing all kinds of mess, right? And they were trying to clean up their country, get rid of all these people. They were coming out from, you know, they were coming into the country and not obeying the laws and not uh, uh, being down with the way things were in the country. They were doing their own thing and causing a lot of problems. So they got rounded up and sent out of the country to the colonies of America and they populated America so hard to the point where they got so many numbers where they were to uh, uh, create their army and uh, regiments of war and go against Great Britain uh, to, to overthrow the original Britons uh, of the time then there. So they had a great fight, a revolutionary war to yeah. acquire Just, a whole bunch we, of we, ships. We, we understand the history. I understand. I ain't mean trying to cut y'all, but we understand it here. I'm just trying to get to some other points. Is that, let, me, let me show you why they don't talk about that, because it's really nothing embarrassing. Because that's, that's why I'm, getting, I'm, 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 I'm going with the concept of why all of this stuff about white people being indigenous service. That, that's nowhere in comparison of somebody who was in chattel slavery. So, you know, they have no reason to be embarrassed because they were not discriminated against. They were not in chattel slavery. They were not. They didn't go through the th- same thing as somebody in chattel. Like you said, indigent, uh, indigent servant is nowhere near or severe as somebody who's in chattel slavery. It's nowhere near that. So no, they don't have to be in fucking Barris to tell that story, and that's why they don't tell it because it was nowhere near that. You know, like severe. But and they would like, and they weren't discriminated against. Like someone in that's why we still have when so called emancipation they went through the Jim Crow's, uh, they went through all of this stuff, the Freedmen's Law, and all of this stuff what black people went through, and we still going through today because of white people are not going through, um, you know, racist shit because of indigenous service, even when the, the, the civil rights movement when they were saying separate but equal, that didn't include white people, that didn't, that didn't have nothing to do with Europeans. They said white, whites only, colored only. Uh, whites had, you know, they can come down, they can go through the front door. We had to go through the back door. If we didn't go to the movie, you had to pay your ticket in the front door, but you had to go in the back and go probably sit in the back. It was, wasn't no, wasn't no white indigenous servants in there. They didn't go through none of that. So it was the, those who went through the chattel slavery, which was our ancestors who went through that shit, and they, they had nothing to be about. So my whole point that people but, keep bringing up about what white people went through chattel slavery, 
there's nothing in comparison. And I'm wondering, are they are, are people trying to be so? Because are, are, are we embarrassed? Look, come on, people, do this. Sorry. Are they embarrassed about Seriously, being when when they were indentured? When they were classified as indentured servants, they were classified as being a property, as as, as much as a horse, or as you know something like no. that. It, it was just no. No, Actually, that's not no. Look it up, brother. Okay. That's not chattel no, slavery. I thought they, they looked at them. They looked at them like that. Like they were selling them. In chattel slavery, once you get let go, you was guaranteed some land, horse, and all that shit. Chattel slavery, you would you didn't get none of that shit. You didn't get none of that shit when you got in slavery, in chattel slavery. When well, you, you were supposed is, to, you were supposed to have they were giving away 50 acres to people who had indentures. So after we was so-called free, we supposed to got 40 acres in the middle. I got the information on that as well. But my point is, here, here's my thing. As me as a so-called black man, whatever male-related brother, here today in 2020, this ain't speaking for everybody, but here's my point is, me as Melanated Brother, and talk about what we've been going through and what we're going through now. You know what? My point is, it just only I can only speak for myself. I give a rat ass. I give a flying fuck about what white people went through as indigenous servants. And them motherfuckers ain't out here having movies, making this shit, talking about what they went through. I give a fuck about it. I'm not going to be here as a so-called black man trying to prove what white folks went through when we still talking about what we going through and how we going to get through this this institutionalized racism and all this other shit we going through. Word, black men, here, I give a flying fuck about what white folks went through. That's, that just, that's just me. Maybe I just, I'm, I'm just, maybe I think wrong. But I give a fuck about what we went through. I'm not studying their motherfucking history to try to find it, find out why they went through this. And I'm not trying to justify fuck them. And excuse me, elders and everybody else who's listening, but I don't give a shit about them. It's about what we going through and what we can do to get out of this situation. Studying what they went through because we went through it and we want to tie it all together. Fuck that. That's still not going to solve your fucking problem today. Number one, again, there's still a lot of institutional racism. They have, and I'm listening to a white dude had a clip. He was talking about even when you go buy a car, right? They they will charge you more of an interest rate as a so-called black individual than they do a white individual. Now fuck all that digit because they don't well it was a he was an uh 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 we're gonna we're not gonna charge them but they look at because that's called discrimination and all of that shit they they, they were discriminating different because your plight is different from them I don't Word. like I, said, again, I agree with you brother I ain't got no argument as a melanated radio the culture freedom radio is supposed to be melanated brothers and, and anybody fucking can listen but primarily I my focus on this station is to enlighten our people and our plight. And I be damned if I waste my motherfucking time, and excuse my French or English, wasting my time trying to find out about white folks' plight. It's a waste. Of, it's a, now, anybody else can do it. Y'all can do it. I, but I'm just saying, for me, 
it's a waste of my motherfucking time when we still talking about, like I was talking about, we got to educate our children about what they're going, but these guns out here, damn near putting it, they can get themselves in a situation and get them fucking killed because of a toy and you all know, of this. Well, this is my thing. I give a fuck sorry. about it. Let white folks educate themselves. And I think, let me say one more thing. And I think white, why black, some black folks do that shit. Because they always try to find a way to take up for their fucking master. You, we, we don't want to deal with our situation, so we'll run over here and find shit to justify, like deal with, instead of dealing with slavery. Well, white folks went through it, too. White folks went through slavery, too. So why are we talking about that? They went through it. Anything to bring your motherfucking master in bed with you, we'll do that shit. Man, motherfuck them. Excuse me, elders, again, but motherfucking fuck them. They didn't get choked out with George Floyd. I mean, yeah, with George Floyd. They didn't get choked and, and, and with, with Eric Garner. They didn't shoot a, a white child down with Tamara Rice. It's our children. Motherfuck them. I mean that from the bottom of my motherfucking heart. Fuck them all day long. Even when I gave the Black Lives Matter, the protest, these bitches, these bitches going out here taking over. The movement, playing like they care about black plight. You see what the Supreme Court Justice, we just told y'all about this whole shit with Black Lives Matter. Y'all seen what the Supreme Court Justice just did the other day, didn't you? With the LGBT shit, LGBT shit, right? Like the white guy that called in, what, two weeks ago told you. The white folks just out there for a fucking photo op. The, the dude that they even said, he don't even want to be around us. He even told you they only out there for a photo op. He got them. That's why I, I, I liked him enough. I wish the fuck he would call back in. I'll let him have a, play, a plot to talk. He can talk his racist shit because I would love him to tell some of y'all, goddamn it, y'all loving white folks' ass so he can maybe he can tell something and put something in your head and let them know that they don't give well, a fuck about you. Maybe it takes the right man to come out here. I mean, you know what? Sometimes I... I hope white, some, I'm just going to say, not all our neighborhood, because they're going to get fucked up in some neighborhood. But some of you niggas that love to take up, and I'm saying it now, y'all. I'm, I'm a raw and uncut tonight. I'm sorry. Some of you niggas who love these motherfucking crackers, they need to come through your neighborhood with the goddamn, uh, uh, with the horses and the white robes in the hoods on and bunch some crosses in front of y'all motherfucking house. Maybe, maybe y'all will stop taking up for these bitches. And maybe then y'all will wake the fuck up and realize that you, you are, you, they don't care about you. Maybe it's going to take some shit. Sometimes people got to go through some shit before they wake up. And it's going to take some of y'all to go through some fucking experience before it fucking happens. I, I hope they ride through your motherfucking neighborhood with that white horse, that white suit, and burn that motherfucking cross in your yard. And I hope your grass get that fire too. Because maybe they wake your funk, y'all, some of y'all asses up. I got damn, they got too runchy. It do, man. The Klan was down. The Klan was downtown trying to protect Christopher Columbus statue. That's they. That's they fault, they, they, they had their rifles. They had some rifles and all that dumb shit. Yeah, fuck them. See, that was, I ain't got time for this bullshit about taking over white folks and what they were indigenous. This fuck them. Them motherfuckers are benefiting off of your. For our ancestors, their slavery, like them bitches, man. Like they gave. Excuse me, y'all. I'm getting too raunchy. Let me. I gotta slow down. Let me. I gotta slow down. Going through the history books, man. The forty acres in the mule and all that shit. They gave our family that. They gave that. 
the so-called radical Republicans. They gave it. I'm not telling y'all to go Democrat or Republican. I'm just just talking history. They gave the people 40 acres and, and a mule and all of that. They gave them land. The bastards came back. The Democratic uh, vice president took the land back from our ancestors. Now, this book here goes into saying it took it back from the freemen. It said, now, this they got it in modern day book. They said African-Americans. They gave our sisters and brothers land. It don't say about no goddamn white indigenous servants. It's a waste of my motherfucking time as a black man going through shit, getting our ass kicked, being discriminated against, and all of this shit for me to be studying about some motherfucking what white folks plight. Still here, man, about a, three weeks ago in a place called Collierville, Tennessee. Some black family went to a restaurant trying to have them a good little dinner. They get their receipt. They had on the receipt black people. They like, black people? What the hell is this? Black people on the receipt. Another code. What, we don't, what the code represented? Don't know. It was something that either they not going to give you a tip or overcharge their ass. See, they have certain codes Remember Donald out here. Trump? Ooh. Remember Donald Trump? When he was, I'm sorry. <laughs> Donald Trump used to put a C on his applications when people would come and try to get a apartment in his building back in the day. Yeah, he see? put a little C for color. <laughs> and he didn't put a W. He wouldn't would let them in. Either. Once he found out, he, that, that little C was to, to make sure they wouldn't get the uh, get approved. It, it, it didn't put what? Oh, I'm supposed to be playing something. Let me let me find some uh, 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 brother. Damn, uh, we got ten more minutes. I got to play something right fast. Oh shit! And but that's, that's the thing about it. See, we got to deal with our own shit. We got too much issues to be dealing with for ourselves. I like I said, hey, if anybody, else, hey man, y'all like fight the power to be for y'all. I don't give a flying fuck what these white folks are do. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have time. It's cool, and, it's mean, cool, it's cool. I mean, one day, like let's and say a hundred years from now, it'll be a big thing. Like, yeah, you know, the whole history. But right Ooh, now, we just don't. It's gonna be a big thing for. Like I said, if they not uh, talking about it, brother, why the fuck would you be out here and trying to represent it and talk about? It? Let if them bitches uh, ain't did. Not, why are you as a they, so-called why the fuck you gonna spend your time talking about it? No, this you, stuff right here. You trying, I, this is what's trying to take up out your white or something? No, bro. This is Fuck If you black, do some justice. Either justice. With the five percent nation god on earth said build or destroy. You're gonna be a builder or you're gonna fucking destroy. Fuck them, man. Build, build something for your I people. You on that. That's cool. Fuck you can them. be on that level. That's you fine, can like, I'm with you wherever you are, brother. No, you ain't with me. You ain't with me. Let me meet everybody. Yeah. No. You don't. No. Let me, let me hold on. Let me back, let me bag this up. This is a little clip right fast. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth distribution or either a mindset that you can't Today? or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't. No. I don't. I don't. You and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Where are we in the United States of America in race relations and what, what you see from day to day in your life? Yep, they wouldn't want to ask me that. They wouldn't want my answer to represent it because God knows I have been nothing 
but blessed. My whole path, my these thirty three years have been nothing but a blessing. I have, I have never, and I'm, never is a strong word. I've never dealt with racism, and I'm glad I didn't have to. There is a class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. There is a certain class of race problem solvers who don't want the patient to get well. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, uh-huh, he talking about y'all. That was said by Booker T. Washington. How are we going to get rid of racism on Stop Still talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. You know, it's, it's frustrating to me that people take race and they make it personal. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, at a, we're at a loss in this generation. If you look at it in the 80s, Archie Bunker was a stark racist. Stark. If you don't know who Archie Bunker is, look him up. All in the Family, great show. The Jeffersons, stark racist. Fred Sanford, stark racist. But you know what black people and white people did? They laughed. You watch 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Both of them hated each other because he was black and because he was white. You know what they did? They laughed. But I asked you what the racial breakdown was of your audience. Do you remember this? You told me the only black face you could see in the whole audience was your makeup artist. I believe that's what you said. And she was in the front row, right? <laughs> A lot of white kids love rap. Yes. Explain that. What, what, what does that say to you? What's the message of it? What's the bigger picture of it? I don't want to. I don't want to be bashed because I don't want to sound like I'm on the wrong. If there is a side, but I thought that was clearly a message that there was no such thing as race. That's what I thought that was. You know, I said it probably get me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, said, "So I know that it's an issue, but I've been. It seems like every single day on television, I'm talking about race, and it's because of the news cycle. It's in the news. Sometimes I get so tired of talking about it. I want." Let me stop there for one second. Now, now I got to go back to the white part right fast. Goddamn. The white people are the majority of the world who, like they say, hip-hop. They say they the most majority of the people who purchase hip-hop. That means it's a little white. <laughs> he said because it's, it, it's clearly because there's no racism. You know why people, white people, it just must, y'all, all of this is just brother son right now, his personal opinion. But you know why a lot of them white folks, would, they would love, they love to hear hip-hop. Now, some of this new stuff trap me. I was going to say all this trap and all this shit because, number one is, they love to hear you talking about calling your women bitches, excuse me, B's and H's. When I see that nigga, I'm going to blow that nigga brains out. I'm in the hood, this, that, and another, calling your women thoughts, hoes, this, and Hey, y'all, they saying all the stuff that white people, like, like people saying, Trump saying all the stuff that these crazy white folks want to say. So you saying all the stuff that's been misogynist towards your sisters, degrading towards your own people, why not love to listen to some goddamn hip-hop? The newer hip-hop, I would say. Some of this, this not public enemy. Why not buy it? It's inter-fucking-taining for my racist ass. Boy, these niggas is crazy. They talk about they go, boy, look how they talk to DGO. They gonna kill each other with it. I see them on the street. I'm gonna blow you. I'm gonna do this. 
Why not love it? Why I look, we can support that. I support that shit. No, I can't listen to public enemy. No, white folks like no, we can't listen to no public enemy bill. No, them niggas talking about fight the power. We are the power they talking about trying to fight Bill. We can't listen. Let let them niggas listen to cut that shit off the radio, Bubba. We can't listen to that right there because they gonna fight the power. We the goddamn power they talking about trying to fight there, Bill. No, give him some goddamn little Wayne. We'll give what, what, not little Wayne. He ain't really just like that too much of trap. Can't even think of nobody, y'all. YG, somebody. I got to think of some goddamn. Give him some um, Gucci, man. Give him some goddamn Gucci. A nigger named Gucci. He named himself out the goddamn rich white boy. Look at him. Niggers can't even call himself a goddamn name. Make up a damn African rap name to call himself. He still called himself Gucci. And look at Gucci, what we did to him. We made fun of them colors with Gucci. Y'all remember we had them colors, them, them sweaters making fun of the black faces with Gucci? And he still is calling himself Gucci, man. Boy, I tell you, them goddamn colors. Oh, boy, they ain't gonna learn, Bill. We did a number on them. Yes, we did, Bill. We don't match them colored folks. Boy, I tell you, Willie Lynch will be proud of us, Bill. Yeah, Willie Lynch will be proud how we made the slave. That boy, goddamn Willie Lynch, that's something best. I tell you, boy, he's he's more popular than Jesus A. Christ around here. He made the slave, and we don't done it. <laughs> boy, I tell you, hell, that's why they would buy rap music and support the rap music. They, look, <laughs> they ain't trying to make, they want to support no motherfucker like the, 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 the music talking about keeping the family together. They ain't look, no, nah, they ain't finna support that. They're gonna tell you, no, nah, don't put that out. Don't nobody wanna hear that. Don't nobody wanna hear that right there. They don't wanna do they they won't want to support that. Remember back when you had the Big Daddy Canes and you had all that music, the party music, they were talking about hell, hip hop wasn't gonna even last. It wasn't gonna even last. That's some just a bunch of noise. So you start seeing the billions of dollars it was racking in. Now they wanted it. Now they wanna be involved in it. And now look how perverted the music is now. So why wouldn't they not support something? It ain't talking about doing nothing to white folk. It ain't talking about doing nothing to white people. It's talking about doing something to us. And I'll tell y'all something about, uh, I think we're going to get ready to go to overtime. Before we get ready to go overtime, it ain't going to stay long, though. Got one minute before we go into overtime. Um, as I was talking to the police officer today, y'all know I, I always bring this up about Black Lives Matter. And as the police officer he was talking today, he was saying about what well, he was kind of saying. He didn't really know too much about it, Black Lives Matter. He was like, we don't kind of support Black Lives Matter and what they're trying to do. But he don't know the whole ins and out about it. I, I had to let him know some stuff. But he was like, but my thing with them is when when they only come out and a white officer kill a black person, that's the only time they come out. He said, that's my problem. I said, yeah. I said, that's mine too. And I was telling him about the shooting did I say, man, you heard about, I said, yeah, because remember they had a, boy, they was protesting uh, a couple of days, and then and the next day or whatever, you know, they shot up in somebody's house. I told y'all the story last week. They shot up in an 18-year-old baby, and an elderly uh, black lady was in the house. They shot the house up. Black Lives Matter didn't say a mumbling word. He said, yeah, you know what? One of my superior officers, that he was down there, you know, they was down there on, on the spot. He wasn't, you know, a part of the protest, but they were down there. The police were down there. He said, he asked them, hey, 
How come he say yes, Black Lives Matter? How come y'all don't come out and say nothing with all this black on black crime? Hey, that, we ain't talking about that right now. It's just what they said. We're not talking about that right now. We talk about police officer asking Black Lives Matter this. Why don't y'all come out when all this killing going on in the black community? We, did we ain't talking about that right now. Because Black Lives Matter don't fucking matter to them. It don't really matter to them. See, some people know the gig is up. Like Malcolm said, the gig is up. We're tired of playing the fucking games, man. I don't give a fuck if you black, white, turquoise, yellow, green. But especially black people, you playing the game too. You in cahoots with these bastards. Just like when you say Anthony Johnson, where he took like, you know, every this, like some of those things did happen. When black people going through the slavery, you know the atrocities that they went through with the chattel slavery, and then you turn around and get your freedom, and then you turn around and enslave somebody else and dog them out too? You know better than the goddamn cracker that did it. You know better than the cracker that did it. You just as like you just like him. So a lot of these groups out here, you're in bed with your master because you love the crumbs that he throw off his funky ass table. <laughs> and that's what a lot of it is. We begging for freedom and talking about your freedom and equality. I was just reading something. I got to find that again because they said there's a difference between freedom and independence. I got to find out where the hell I saw that. I'm reading it in this book. There's a difference between freedom and independence. I don't know if I can be able to find it, y'all, right now, because hell, I'm, when I'm looking for it, I ain't going to find it. But this is this book I'm reading about, uh, 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 this, this history book. And I'm like, damn. So you could be free. He said, you can be free, but don't mean you're going to be independent. <laughs> Let me say it again, y'all. He said, just because you are free don't mean that you are independent. I can't even find where it is right now, so some brother. Maybe I'll find it for the next show somewhere. But, yeah, that's just my thing, man. That's just my little rant tonight. I know I did a lot of damn ranting and raving tonight. But, man, hey, just like it's more like, I mean, you get fed up, man. With all what's going on, sisters and brothers, it got to be a better way, and we got to do what we got to do better than what we're doing. And even when black folk, like I said, man, all 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 kin folk, all skin folks ain't kin folk. We got a lot of people, man, who's on the side of the oppressor, and all the thing a lot of it is because they're getting that paycheck. A lot of them, if they they, a lot of them don't want racism to end. I know y'all can't find them in your mind. A lot of that don't, Al Sharpton them don't want racism to end. They don't want discrimination to end. Because like that, that, that other clip said, you know why? Because they paycheck will stop. They'll lose their job. They will lose their job. Al Sharpton would lose his fucking job. What would he do without racism? What else would he would do? He's been doing it for so long. That's the only thing he know how to do is race bait, come around him, play like hype everybody up like he's finna like he's finna liberate the people. He's finna get some changes. That's all he do. Come in and make elaborate speeches and nice warm speeches and get the fuck on down after that check is signed. And we still stay in the same condition. Year after year, day after day. Years, same old game, same old players in the game. They ain't come out the bench. They still playing the same old game, being put in the game. <laughs> got to change the fucking team, man. You want to win, we got to change the team. Maybe even change the fucking game. Come up with a new game or something. But the same old thing we're constantly doing and same thing we keep on seeing with these bastards. And when it, the whole 
point of it, we we seeing that the enemy is in control of these fools. They're controlling the movements that we're seeing. We thinking that it's really moving because they're saying it's a movement. We think it's moving in, in the right direction. Not knowing they paying the chauffeurs like Al to move us in another direction. Throwing flea flickers on us. Oh, man. One of these days, we might catch on, y'all. I hope. I hope so. One of these days. And the reason Brother Sunray have to go so hard sometimes, Susan Brother, because, hey, look, I have a granddaughter, I tell y'all, I had a, that, that has, like, somebody made a way for us. They went through a lot of things, the water holes, the dogs, the billy clubs, all type of stuff for us. We still had to wait, man, like those young brothers that was teenagers out there that the police had. You have daughters, you have children, you have grandchildren, whatever you got. You have to make sure they have a better society to be in. Hopefully it's a better society, or at least a better way. You don't have to go through all the bullshiggity that a lot of us grew up in. Now, like me, I didn't grow up in like the era and go through went a lot of things that my mother had to go through. I didn't chop no cotton or pick no cotton. I didn't have to go through that. So I had a little bit better than what my mom had. So we have to provide and make a better way for our future generations to come behind us. Like my good brother LJ, peace to my good brother LJ as well, young brother in his 20s. We still have to make better ways for even that young brother when he get older. Hell, he don't have to go through all this rigmarole and this bullshiggity, man. Brother making this chill and live his life without going through talking about racism and, and oppression and all of this shit, man been discriminating on going because he just want to do live as a natural human being man and have somebody discriminating against him as a young black man going through this bullshit man you know seeing our sisters getting dogged out not just only by us but other races of people seeing how we get discriminated some when we have and, 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 you know we have to let you know have this shit to end and we don't have to feel comfortable. And the only way we sometimes we really feel like we are comfortable because we compromise. And those are the ones who's like, they feel like they are comfortable because they have, instead of fighting it and made the system change, they are like, well, fuck it. I ain't, you know what they say? When you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Some of them have, that's what have they, that's how they did it. That's how they're doing it. That's how they're doing it. And they say, well, ain't, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm just going to assimilate. I ain't going to say shit. I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. Hey, just do what y'all Hey, do. what y'all do. Uh, just cut my check so I can keep living in, in my big house, drive my little cars, and have my little entertainment, watch my little basketball, drag me a little yak, something like that. But, hey, look, hey, I'm chilling. I, I don't give a fuck what y'all do. I ain't finna get out here and protest with these niggas. Hey, I don't see no racism, white man. What they talking about? Huh? They put they they knee on who? I all the person I seen kneeling down was Kaepernick. I ain't seen nothing there. I don't know what y'all talking about. Long as they get there, they they compromise. They don't give a fuck. Uh, look, I'm not finna overturn those stones. Look, I'm not finna get. Look, the white man ain't did nothing to me. I've, I have proof said it. White man ain't did nothing to me. <laughs> okay. 
just because you don't see it happening directly to you, which is happening to you because, again, they have, like I said, loans. You go buy cars, and the system is set against you. They charge your ass the highest, higher interest rates than they did when one of their own come in there. There's a lot of things they charge your ass more for just because you don't see the blatant racism where they ain't in your face calling you a nigga, calling you a coon, calling you spicks and all of that shit don't mean you're not having racism played upon you. A lot of shit happening in front of you that you don't really see. You don't see the fucking wind, but you feel it, don't you? <laughs> so racism is here. And like I told a brother, man, on the way, like I said, a lot of, like Dr. King, they were doing, he asked the question, well, how do we get rid of this stuff? You have to overturn this system or just tear down the whole fucking system and overturn the practices because that's what it is. They put practices in play, and that's what Dr. King did with the whole segregation, like the bus thing. That was the racial practices. You had to get on the back of the bus. They overturned, make them overturn it. That was one step that they did, voting. You couldn't vote. So it's things you have to tear down that they have implemented through laws. You have to tear that shit down. Tear it down. And I'm not saying that some white folks are not going to be on your side to help you get it, get things done, because they did. You had, you know, white abolitionists, or some that are just anti-slavery. That's the difference between that two. And even with Abraham Lincoln, we're talking about Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was not an abolitionist. Learn his thing. He was not a so-called abolitionist like our good brother Frederick Douglass, but he was said to be anti-slavery. That's a whole fucking difference. But anti-slavery. They didn't want to get rid of all of slavery, just in certain territories. Abolitionists were one who wanted to get rid of all of it. You could tolerate it. Lincoln wanted to tolerate it in certain areas. Some areas, yeah, let's get rid of it out of Tennessee. Let's get rid of it out of Miami. Don't get rid of it. Okay, you can still do it in Georgia. Hey, Alabama. Cool. I ain't all the way against it. Just certain territories. The abolitionists said, no, get rid of it. We ain't going with that. Get rid of it. So, no, Abraham Lincoln was not an uh, abolitionist. He was not totally against it. And he was, and I say, I ain't gonna say that. I was finna say uh, he was not a black man. But now, y'all wanna believe that shit. Hey, go ahead. You can believe what the fuck you want to. You can believe however you want to. If it makes you sleep good at night, sleep tight, baby boy. Y'all sleep tight. Believe whatever you want. Take whatever Novocaine you want to take to help you go through life. Keep your blinders on. Keep your blindfold on, y'all. Believe white folks went through the same shit you went through. If that would make you feel good in life and make you maneuver Keep taking the Novocaine. Keep smoking the goddamn crack. Hey, like I said, smoke it, smoke your lights out. I can't stop you. But just know, one of these days, that shit gonna fuck you up. You gonna have to realize. Hey, y'all, this Culture Freedom Radio Network has most definitely been up in this house right here on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, we appreciate y'all for coming in the house right here, news and current events. But hey, man, y'all know how we do it right here on Culture Freedom Radio. Ain't no telling how, what we're going to talk about, how we may talk about it sometime. Well, ain't no sometime, y'all. And yes, we do get raw and uncut over here. But I tell y'all, man, it's for the best interest of our people, man. Hey, sometime we just have to get raw. I'm going to tell y'all, look, look, <laughs> I'm not a politician. 
I'm not going to make it. I don't know how to sugarcoat it. I'm not a pastor. I don't know how to sugarcoat it. I don't know how to soften it up. Like I tell y'all, man, hey, the truth don't always come in a pretty goddamn package. The truth is get ugly sometimes. Like they said, a diamond in the rough. It don't look good when they come out that goddamn ground, but when they shape it up. So sometimes, man, at Culture Freedom, y'all know we get raw and uncut how we say things, how we present things. But just take it and look at it. You might have to take it, you know, you probably can't share this show. Hey, man, because they, they, they cuss a little bit. They use a little bit too much profanity. But I tell you what, you take it. If you got something out of it, though, you will stay able to stand and listen to it. And you understand what we're saying. Take it, and you might have to put the edited version on it. Like, we might have a explicit album. You take it, and you get the radio version. You take it to that person. You explain it to them without the cursing then. But the point is, we don't give a damn. We don't want no credit. No, none of that shit. Just take it to the people and give them something to wake up the minds of the people. That's all what I'm concerned about. Like I tell y'all, man, for 11 that damn years, I'm not trying to be famous. It's not about a popularity contest. This is about a freedom goddamn contest. Who going to get to the finish line first of freedom? This is about our people, man, having, getting what we desire, man. We just want to, man, live as human beings with all the hassle, with all that, all that bullshit. Look, we ain't trying to be the number one race because we ain't, we don't feel we in a goddamn race. We just, hey, man, we just want to, hey, live our life, too, like everybody else. And it was something I did want to say before I get out of here. Damn, I, forget, I almost forgot. Like, one thing about here, I, I want to say, like, white people, man. I'm going to give y'all something. White folk, let me tell y'all something. Caucasian, let me give y'all something. See, black folk, y'all got to understand this, too. See, we don't mind. We don't have to be in, in the head. We don't have to be in the head or in charge. So a lot of us, we just want to be a part of. Y'all, y'all don't get what I'm saying. We just want to be, as long as we're a part of, we don't care about being in the head, being in control. But so-called Caucasian white folks, they can't stand it. They can't phantom not being in the head or being in charge. They don't, it ain't good enough for them just to be a part of. They can't do like us. They just can't be a part of. They got to be in charge of. They got to be ahead of. We we cool. Long as that's why I said a long time, man. Hey, like all of this racism shit that our people went through, we went through in this country. We still are like, I'm cool. Hey, long as I'm a part of America. As long as I'm a part of it, hey, I can live and get me a little something, something in this American life. I don't even care about what happened. Hey, look, long as you don't bother me, white folks got to stay in control. They part. They got to have the control. They got to be at the head. At the helm. So this is why when they seen our people thriving in ancient times, we were at the head because they weren't here yet. We were at the head. That's why they came and tried to dominate and take. That's why y'all see everything now they tried to, they always came in. If it didn't come it, they conquered, they dominated. They had to try to rule it. In Israel, we talk about how we are the true Jews, or the, so they call the Jews, or the Israelites. Now look at who's running. They had to come in and dominate and take it over. Everywhere, everywhere, the $5 Indians, even with the uh, Aboriginal brothers and sisters, huh? they can't imagine just being a paw. They always got to be at the head and run it. We ain't got no problem with that. We ain't got no problem just being a paw. As long as we included so 
But that's what we heard here today, y'all. I just had to throw that out there, man. Somebody get it. Somebody get it. Let me leave y'all with some Nat Turner up in here, man. Yo, this is, this is, I like this one right here, man. Some of my revolutionary music. Peace, y'all. I'm out of here, man. Rev- this is song is called Nat Turner. Dry Bones, Culture Freedom Radio has most definitely been up in this house. But we gone, we gone, we gone. Peace, y'all. See y'all. Y'all have a happy June Tate, man. Much love to y'all out there, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Y'all be safe. Be sure enough safe. And teach the babies, man. Be careful out there with them toy, toy guns. Teach them about to don't even go out in the public with them toy guns. We out of here. Because the picture of dry bones in the valley is talking about you. The picture of Lazarus Lee dead for days is talking about you. You're Lazarus. You're the dry bone. Black people are standing up. Black people are rising up. And I keep on having visions that they put me in the auction A runaway slave till they put me in the coffin Tears in my eyes with a noose around my neck Screaming Kwame Yasharala right before my last breath I can't believe my eyes cause moving the door to My Zion is acting like whores Remove this cup of me cause I can't take this shit no more Sixteen-eleven got a shop under my swore Living in the third day, it's gonna be a holy war Pen my table on the presence of my enemies Talk behind my back, but they don't keep that same And the G tell me I'll be real But you got them fake tendencies Manipulating scriptures, you ain't nothing but a Pharisee Got me suicidal cause I can't tell my friends from my rivals Gotta keep my rival right next to my Bible on Father, please forgive me for my sins If we get ways, I know I violated on that covenant We know I have Solar eclipse and watch it how I say I walk over that water and flint Cause it's time over marriage, that's what I read in Revelations And we don't want no money, we need blood reparations Come I mean that cause these white folks see us and stuff I don't care what y'all think I don't care if you think you a lawyer, if you a man, if you an African-American If you whatever you think you are We stop to get to these motherfuckers that learn blood And until we lose, I'm gonna call them what I need I'm gonna be a man star I'm not turning on the street, touch above and flow. Oppression and poverty, why you slay my people, though? Y'all dirty fears, gotta pay for what y'all did. Y'all fed the babies to gators, remember gator betas. I call it now or later, cause revenge is sweet. Y'all hurt my fathers from the tree, cause they look like me. One letter to my dog, man, man, I ate a call. Tell like Cole, you can call him as I run a spawn. My scripture breaks his bones, and then it make you strong. We study it for hours, this word ain't for no cowards. We building us some soldiers, it wake you up like folders. We prophesying winds, we looking for the winds. We don't take no airs, we coming up from hell. My scriptures ain't for sale, my soul is never sold, and I will never fall. Woman under deodorant, fluoridated water. Children on the street selling bodies for a quarter. Friends up with my beard, meet you on my I look around, see a lot of spirits dead. I see the demons talking, I hear the spirits chirping. I see the spirits walking, I see my people hurting. You looking at the sons of the true and living God. We need the mice, run the world, something now. Teach my hands to fight, and please prepare my spirit. Banging for our power, until the people here sit alone in my four corner room, staring at candles. No, literally, menorahs, all this OG's I see. Staying lit like the light of Zion, that's all I be on. Corruption corrupt is the olive patch and eat peons and make it look so damn good when we slide through. Can't see the shoes up under my garment, it's like we glide through. 
really Shame and he saved faith caveman Every other day we wake up taking different raiment I'm just saying The boys hotter than corduroy in the Trans-Sahara Born that knowledge come and walk by us I guarantee we'll tell you Not one word will ever fail you All we do is prophesy Why your pastor eating pork chops and telling lies Mentality that you probably know. Ask you if you brought it with fringes, you say and probably know. Eating is better than sacrifice, so we stay on par. The same reason Maquan Mathatha Wa call me Bastard. You still don't get it, but a move boy, ooh boy, we them rude boys. Ain't no bullshit. Repent or get your wig split. Hold the Torah open, let me show you what I stand on. Thinking we ain't keeping commandments, boy. Yeah, she's gonna enter there 12 gates with no white people. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's a celebration. Salute to the light of Zion. Yasha Allah. To our proud Yasha Allah. Be obedient to the most high God. Keep it lost at the commandments. Keep the light of Zion burning bright. Quam Yasha Allah. Isaiah 20 lost at the commandments. Faith in the fire. Quam. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.